بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد الحمد لله tonight is the 25th of May in the year 2023 الحمد لله we moved on to the 32nd night that we're going through the exalted and dear life of the eminent companion Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu and alhamdulillah tonight is the night of Friday it's the first Friday of the sacred month of Zulqa'dah and we're talking about or taking a glimpse into the great man's worship so with regards to Friday the obligatory prayer itself Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu he would always try to be the first to attend in Tabarani in Iskabir Al-Haytami in Majma Az-Zawaid 2-178 Hafiz ibn Qayyim in Izzad Al-Ma'ad volume 3 page 109 of the English translation Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud he said radiyallahu rush to attend the Jum'ah For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals himself to the people of paradise every Friday. Hence, they will be as close to him subhanahu wa ta'ala then as they were as fast to attend the Jum'ah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then grant them types of honor they did not enjoy before. Then when they return to their families, they will inform them of the honors they have received. His son Abu Ubaidah added, Rahmatullah My father then entered the masjid and found two men there before him. He thereupon said, Two men came and I am the third. Insha'Allah, he subhanahu wa ta'ala will also bless the third of the three. So let's look at this. So this is an authentic report recorded in Tabarani. So first, the great Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu he said you should be quick to attend the Friday obligatory prayer because every Friday the Almighty and Glorious reveals himself to the people of paradise. This is an honor that inshallah we will experience. But then the great companion said you will be as close to him as you were as fast to attend the Jummah. Meaning The more you honor the Friday obligatory prayer, the more Allah Ta'ala will give you more of that honor in paradise. Then the Prophet, uh, then Ibn Mas'ud explained, Allah Ta'ala will give them honors that they will not have enjoyed before. So this is very interesting. Because paradise is for eternity. So you'd expect eventually to sample all the blessings. But no. Every Friday Allah Ta'ala will give you something else. Unending treasures. And when you return to your family, you will inform them. And then his son, Abu Ubaidah, said, My father then rushed to the masjid and two men had beaten him. Think about that. Who are these two men? And he said, Two men came, I am the third. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills, he will also bless the third of the three. Meaning, I've come early, Muhammad Allah blessed them, I'm the third of the three. In another report, it mentions in Ibn Majah, number 
بحقی ان شعب الایمان شیخ البانی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ اسٹیٹ ضعیف ان از ضعیف سن ابن ماجن نمبر 226 القمہ ابن کیس رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ہی سیڈ آئی اکمپلیٹ سیدنا عبداللہ ابن مسعود رضی اللہ عنہ تو جمعہ اینڈ ہی فاؤنڈ دیٹ تھری مین ہیڈ ارائیو دیر بیفور ہم ہی دیر اپن سیڈ آئی ایم دا فورتھ آف دا فورتھ ویرلی دا فورتھ آف دا فور مین از ناٹ فار بیہائنڈ He then said, I have heard Rasulullah say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, on the day of resurrection, the people sit close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just as fast as they were attending Jum'ah, the first, the second, the third, and the fourth. Abdullah then once again said with joy, I am thus the fourth in a group of four. Verily the fourth is not far behind. <laughs> Subhanallah. So this was another occasion. So the previous there was basically two had beaten him. Now three. And he goes, I am the fourth of the fourth meaning, inshallah. This is still an honor that I am amongst the earliest ones to attend the Jummah prayer. But here he mentioned something else. He mentioned that the Prophet said on the day of judgment, you will be as close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as you attended the Jummah. It's so not just in paradise. It's also on that awesome day of resurrection. So subhanallah, all of the residents would be given this unparalleled honor on the blessed day of Friday. So there's no such thing as a person of paradise who is not given this honor. Whether you're the highest or the lowest, every Friday the Almighty and Glorious will honor the residents by showing His greatness. Our beloved messenger, he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Jibreel informed him, alayhi salatu wa sallam, We call it Friday in the hereafter, Yawm al-Mazid, i.e. the day of increase and beauty. This is in Tabarani, it is Ausat, number 2084, and Shaykh al-Bari, rahmatullahi, stated, Hassan Sahih, in his Sahih, Uttarheeb, number 694. So Jibreel said, Jibreel, alayhi salatu wa salam, he goes, we the angels, alayhi salatu wa salam, in the hereafter, not now, In the hereafter, we call Friday Yawm al-Mazid. And that literally translates the day of increase or the day of beauty. So what is that increase? Allah Ta'ala is showing His greatness to you. Not Friday. The reason being that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there is not anything in paradise that they long for more than the day of Friday. to increase in their nobility and to once again look at his subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessed face. <laughs> This is in Bazaar in his Al-Bahr Al-Zakhar, number 7527. Imam Mundiri in his Targheeb graded it Hassan and others. Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullah stated Hassan in Sahih al-Targheeb, number 3761. So look at this amazing statement from the Prophet Everything in paradise longs for Friday. Now, why is that actually quite humorous? Because Muslims are so weak, they even reach a stage where they dread Friday. Why? Because they, they're not used to attending prayers. Because it's come around quick again, hasn't it? And they make statements like this. Here, the Prophet said, there is nothing in paradise that longs for Friday. Every being in Jannah will long for Friday. Why? to increase in their nobility, to once again look 
at his face. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord showing his greatness on that blessed day. Those note that those who yearn for Friday in this world are emulating the blessed residents of paradise. Then what of those who conversely drag their feet to the obligatory prayer on that most awesome of this? To Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our complaint. So think about that. You want to emulate the people of paradise. If you're not doing it in the world, that's not a good sign. We thus beg our loving, exalted, majestic, beautiful Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow sinners such as ourselves for such a truly awesome and unique honor despite our endless failings. As the blessed Hafiz Ibn al-Athir rahmatullahi so rightly said in his Jami al-Usul 10-557 Seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate joy in the hereafter. Indeed the most precious gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does help us to reach that goal. I mean, I think about that. You know, you ask a Muslim, what's the greatest gift in paradise? How many would say, Allah Ta'ala showing his beautiful face? Be honest. This is the response you'll get. Who is? He goes, no. He goes, food. No. Think about that. What have you made Jannah into? What is the greatest gift of paradise? All of us should say with one voice, Allah Ta'ala showing his beautiful self, subhanahu wa ta'ala, his blessed face, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every Friday, and Hafiz ibn al-Atir said, this is the ultimate joy, the most precious gift. Why is it Friday? Because Friday is a special day, you know, subhanallah. So now, Imam Ghazali, rahmatullahi, what did he say about Fridays? He said something very interesting. He said in his Ihya, the first innovation that crept into the Ummah was people start coming late for Friday. Salah. That's very interesting. Because the first innovation. Now it's common. You know, doors are coming off their hinges when the Imam starting his khutbah. That is common. What does that tell you? This was lost quite early on. People started coming late. This was the first innovation. Imam Ghazali mentioned that there was a time when people would be, the masjid would be literally full at the time of Ishraq for Jummah. So they wouldn't even leave, they pray Fajr, they stay, it's like a mini itikaf or till Jummah. Because we're not leaving, because we're waiting for the, we're yearning for the Friday prayer. So why are these statements strange? Because we're like chalk and cheese. You know, we just say, look, I've got five minutes, I'll slip it in. I'll get there last minute, back to work again. That's your Friday. Imagine. And the scholars point out that if you look at the previous divine dispensations, they were forbidden to work on the Sabbath. It was forbidden. The report says stone them to death who work on, who work on the Sabbath. They're not honoring the holy day. Allah Ta'ala hasn't made that strictness for us. Forget about that, there's a van outside, like, you know, the car park selling fruit and veg. And you're thinking, I'm not being funny, but... And then people are there, oh yeah, how much is tomatoes? Well, the jummas about to start. No, tomatoes, like, tomatoes. You know, imagine anything, right? is calling it to himself, you're wanting tomatoes. Probably get tomatoes in your face on day of judgment. So, and also, there's, you know, famous reports, Sayyid Hadith, 
Hafiz Mullah Ali Qari, Rahmatullah, he said this is the most uh, virtuous or most rewarding deed on the day of Friday. And he mentioned the famous hadith, the hadith is in the Sunans, Nasai Abu Dawood, Sayyid Hadith. And I'm giving you the meaning. The Prophet said, whoever has a bath on a Friday, puts on his best clothing, uses some atar, uses oil, he uses some oil to comb his hair, uses a miswak, and then he walks early to the Friday prayer. And then he sits as close as possible to where the Imam is going to, you know, do the khutbah. And he doesn't do anything lahu. He doesn't nullify his jummah by anything useless. Then for each step he took to attend the jummah prayer, he gets 355 nights of tahajjid and 355 days of fasting for each step. I've paraphrased it. Why? Because we're sleeping. The Prophet said one year. But people don't understand what one year is. You've got to break it down. Time to suckle people in it, right? One year of fasting, one year of tajid. No, he said, you didn't get it here. Right? 355 nights of tajid for one step. How difficult is it to offer 355 nights of tajid? That's a year's tajid. You got it for one step. How many steps to the masjid? You know, some of us live, you know, not that far, but you're talking at least four figures, hopefully. Thousand steps. So what's that? A thousand years fasting. A thousand years tajjit. Because you've gone early for the Juma prayer. Thousand years. Imagine on the day of judgment, you'll be standing there in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't forget what Ibn Masood said. You'll be as close to him as you've honored the Juma. So you're going to be very close to Rasulullah if you've honored the Juma. If you want to be in Australia, then don't offer the Juma. Right? So you'll be very close. And look at the rewards. The previous Ummahs will be looking, thinking, how has he got millions of years of fasting? How has he got millions of nights of tajjid? Because he went early for the Jummah prayer. Hafiz Mullah Ali Qari said, this is the most rewarding deed on the day of Jummah. So that's an incentive. But do we need that incentive? And yeah, even with that added incentive, we still don't go early. What time does khutbah start? That's the classic question. No. Sorry, what time prayer start? Like, what are you asking about the prayer for? Because you're just going to slip in, last one in, first one out. As if it's a great thing you've done. And also, you know, other reports in Sayyid Bukhari, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa I'm paraphrasing. He goes, whoever goes early for the Jummah prayer, it's like he has sacrificed a camel. Whoever goes slightly later, and then the, the quality of the sacrifice diminishes. You get a cow, and then a goat, and then a chicken, and then an egg. <laughs> and the reward and the sacrifice goes down. And then the, So now that's interesting. Why? Hafiz ibn Qayyim said, Rahmatullah, why is Allah Ta'ala giving you the reward of a sacrifice? We're going early. Of all the things he's given you, he's giving you that reward. Because Jummah is greater than Eid. The Prophet Wasallam said, Jummah is greater than Eid. So what do we do on Eid al-Adha? It's wajib to sacrifice. The Prophet goes, don't even bother attending. Don't even bother coming to the Musallah if you don't sacrifice. So now, what do people do straight away? They're so petrified. Brother, we're going to get sacrificed. Why? Because he goes, there's no Eid from you otherwise. That's the pennies dropped. Then you go, brother, I'm confused. Why don't you have even more concern for the Jummah? Then he goes, what's sacrifice going to do with Jummah? You're not even offering an egg. 
Right? So what is the sacrifice? The sacrifice means that you are showing through action that you're honoring Jummah more than Eid by coming early. But we andi ani andi above the under. Imagine any we do make an omelet. You know. Astaghfirullah. Right? So not going early. And then the report says in Sayyid Bukhari, on ending virtues, the Prophet said, whoever walks to the Friday prayer early, it is like he's walking in jihad. What is the reward for every step you take in jihad? Imagine, I don't know, ask the scholars. Right? Abdullah ibn Umar would actually shorten his steps to get all of these virtues. And this is just the Jumma prayer. There's all these other virtues on the day of Jumma. But what is the greatest virtue? That's not the greatest virtue. Dunya terms it is. The greatest virtue is Allah Ta'ala will show his beautiful face to the residents of Paradise of Jumma. And you'll be closest to him. You'll have more of the honor if you've honored the day of Jumma, Yawm al-Mazid. So Ibn Masood, look at his yearning for Jumma. He'll go and if somebody was there, he wouldn't have anything against them. He goes, I'm the third of the three. Inshallah, I'm not deprived. Another Jumma, I'm the fourth of the fourth. I'm not going to be deprived. Can we honestly say that? When I walk in, I think, there's 25 people who've eaten it. But I just say to myself, 25th of the 25th, I think, yeah, Allah, give me scraps. Right? And then you see other people come, I don't know, you need to, you know, calculate that, you know, 10,000 people have been there, what have you got? You know, so not again, you know, all of these are signs. And also, the Prophet went on the expedition to Tabuk, which we discussed, a few nights back, the last campaign, 600 plus miles. And one of the things he mentioned during that campaign, which is shocking, this is in Behaki and Al-Bidayah, he goes, some people only attend the Jumma prayer by going late. Now, why is it shocking he mentioned that on a campaign? Because when you're journeying, there's no Jumma. The traveler is excused. And yeah, even in that condition, he rebuked those. He goes, what's the matter with you? Coming late for Jumma. Allah Ta'ala doesn't want you to honor the entire day, but at least that Jumma prayer show honor to it. And also the tragedy is people have lost the maqsad for Jumma. The whole point is you've got the Jumma. So why is Allah Ta'ala, how is he honored Jumma? There's a khutbah which replaces two fathers rakats. You got the four fathers of Zohar, it becomes two fathers. What's happened to two fathers? The khutbah replaces it. So let me ask you a question. I'm not an alim. If something has replaced two fathers rakats, how important is that? And somebody goes, uh, is it wajib? Right? I've just looked at the thing. What have I just said? The khutbah replaced two falad rakats and you're missing that. Right? So not. But then you can't blame the brothers. Why? Because Jumma khutbah is as dry as watching pain dry. Right? You know, the imam is supposed to be addressing the weak Muslims, not the strong ones. <laughs> it's a weekly khutbah that some people ask the audit up they hear Allah Ta'ala's name. You know, so give them something, you know, give them something, you know, bring them back. Allah Ta'ala is thinking about the weak ones in the community. And also Imam Ghazali said, Rahmatullah he said, treat the day of Jumma as the day of the Akhirat. Because don't put anything of your dunya into the day of Jumma. Because honor the day of Jumma. But obviously the problem is the Bani Israel have not catered for our Jumma. They've catered for their own Sabbath weekend. Quite interesting, you know, it's not, you know, work it out. Why have you got Saturday off? You're a Christian. Because it's weekend. No, they asked you that. 
Why? Because you catered for the Jews. Why you go to the Jews? Why have you got Sunday off? What's Sunday going to do with you? Christians, right? Then he goes, can we have a day off? No. You've only got one off Good Friday when our Lord died on the cross. <laughs> you know what a joke that is, isn't it? They're all Good Fridays. Then there's a Black Friday. That's another problematic statement. So note on this night of Jumba, look how it felt. You know, these reports now, he's yearning. We're talking about his yearning for Salah. He loves Salah too much, the great Abdullah ibn Masood. Indeed, such was this most noble man yearning for Salat that he would often be seen rushing to the masjids. So the people would see him and then he'd see he'd be literally running. And Tabarani, Hayat al Sahaba, volume 4, page 552 of the New English Translation, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he once left home for the masjid when he started to hoodie. Somebody said, Why are you doing this when you prevent others from it? He replied, I wish to attain the frontier of Salat, which is the first takbir. So this is very interesting report. So he leaves his blessed dwelling and he's rushing to the prayer. So a person found it strange because you're not supposed to rush to the prayer. He goes, you told us not to do it. Why are you doing it? He goes, I want to attain the frontier. I, you know, like you said, the, the front rank, you know, when you're in battle. I want to be in the front row. Of Salat, he goes, This is the first that be. In a similar report, in Tabarani, Al Haytami in Majma Az Zawaid, Volume 2, page 32, comments upon the chain of narrators, Ayat al Sahaba, Volume 4, page 553 of the New English Translation. Salama ibn Kohail, Rahmatullah, he said, When someone objected to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, hoodying for Salat, he replied, Of all the things you hoodie towards, is Salat not the most deserving of them all? <laughs> so now this is interesting. Did he give him text? He gave him logic. So you guys think about the things, you know, just let me ask you a few questions. When have you, when's the last time you hooded to something? So, you know, I'll, I'll get the ball rolling. I had an interview, uh, you know, I had to go, I had an appointment. I was running late. Okay, mashallah. When's the last time you write? And then you know, it's, it's always about dunya. I'm late for work. I didn't hear the alarm. So Ibn Masood asks all of you this question. Of all the things you hurry towards, is Salat not the most deserving of them all? And imagine the man, when he heard that, he thought, this Lord is it. In a similar report, Ibn Masood said that, Dear Lord, I would have missed the beginning of Salat. If I had not rushed. Mm. This is recorded by Ibn al-Mundir in his Al-Awsat. So now there's an important thing here we need to be clarified. Isn't there a report in which the Prophet apparently prohibited this? And the answer is yes. So before we carry on, I'd like to ask you a question. Didn't Ibn Masood know that? Mm. Think about that, you know, straight away, what are you thinking? This is why we're in this mess, the Ummat. Didn't he know that? You know, you probably got a whisper now. I know all of these. Do you know all of these? MashaAllah, where have you popped out from? Right? The one who was there 23 years as his special servant. Doesn't he know the hadith? But anyway, let's discuss it. So Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah, he explained, Rahmatullah, it is Sharh al-Umda, volume 1, page 597. 
quoting. This thus indicates that rushing to catch the first takbir is not included in the Prophet's prohibition against walking hurriedly to attend the salah. If your intention is to catch the first takbir, because the Prophet wasn't telling those people off, then he said Ibn Taymiyyah. The context of the prohibiting hadith indicates it is prohibited for those who already have missed the opening takbir to rush to the masjids. If a person misses a rakat of salah, he can make up for what he missed. However, if he misses the first takbir with the iman, he cannot make up for it. For this reason, walking hurriedly to catch the first takbir is permissible and encouraged. This is the beauty of the sahaba. You don't need text, brother. Ibn Masood was rushing. We don't question him. Why are you questioning him? What do you know that he doesn't know? But you say, no, 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 no. I just like to know the wisdom. <laughs> oh, that's something else. The wisdom is the first takbir. You didn't want to miss the first takbir. Once you know you missed the first takbir, then don't rush. But where's the report? In Tabarani, Al-Haytami in Majma Az-Zawaid, volume 2, page 31, stated Sahih, Hayat al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 553 of the New English Translation, Abu Qatada radiyallahu, he said, as we were once performing salat behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he sallallahu alayhi wasallam suddenly heard some clamoring from the people in the rear. After completing the salat, he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, "What was the matter?" When the companions informed him that it was them running for the salat, Rasulullah responded sallallahu alayhi wasallam, "Do not do this." You should not hurry and perform the rakats you managed to join and complete afterwards the ones you could not join. This is the hadith which people quote. And then they become muftis. Noist. Never run to the masjid, brother. Haram. Haram. No one have you said is, you know, you made it haram? Who made you the you know the law the lawmaker? Then you say, so Ibn Masood is running to Masjid, so what's he done? And then you get those crazy statements, oh, he probably didn't know these, did he? <laughs> didn't know these. It's interesting. You know who Ibn Masood is? No. <laughs> That's what we needed to know. <laughs> right? So note, he's explaining through his actions what the Prophet meant by, the, by his statements. If you take the statements of the Prophet out of context, you may make a serious error. The companions understood and they start breaking these things down for us. SubhanAllah. So all I mentioned today was basically now the great Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and his yearning for the Jummah prayer in particular. He would love to go early as possible and he mentioned why. It's because of being close to the Almighty and Glorious not only on the Day of Judgment but also in paradise. Allah Ta'ala will honor you as you've honored the day of Jummah. And then I mentioned some of the reports related to the day of Jummah, how much it's such an honor. That in, even in, imagine, think about this. For eternity, you will never forget Jummah. How could you forget it now? 
on this worthless pit that we're standing on. <laughs> Imagine, isn't it? Right? Inshallah, you'll be in for those. Would you be going, oh God, Friday's coming again. <laughs> you might even think, astaghfirullah, you know, I was, I was thinking this. Why has Allah told you that? Because Friday is a very special day and who's got it? Not the Jews, not the Christians. We've got it. Shukur alhamdulillah. Allah didn't take us away from Friday. And then why? Because Allah has honored that day. It's greater than the day of Eid. And don't be andiwala, eh? make omelets of that day. Right? Andiwali. Some people even miss the andi. Well, you sacrificed. <laughs> And also the angels, they record the hadith says, those who attend early for the Jummah. And that was interesting. What are they recording? That's not your record. One of the scholars pointed that your records are your shoulders. Who are these angels? What are they recording? Who are they giving that? There you go, brother. MashaAllah, he woke up. There's a special record. Who are they going to give it to? Right? You want to be in that book? I want my name in that book. You got to go early. Make a bare effort, go early, get these incredible rewards that Allah has promised by His great kindness and mercy. And then of course I mentioned that he would rush to the Salat if he feared that he would miss the opening takbir. And that was why he rushed and that's a very important clarification with regards to the famous report. Are there any questions? Subhanallah bihamdi ismanika Allahumma bihamdika ashtu la ilaha illa anta astafurika atu bilaika wa tibillahi bin shaitanim subhanahu rabbika rabbil izzati amri sifur salamu rabbil mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen bismillahi rabbil rahim walasr insan lafi khusr ladhina amunu wa amunu salihat wa asbil haq wa asbil sabr sadaqallahu wa asbil